This is the we start. Are, we are late. Yo, oh, we got to share this. We got to share <laughs> yeah, this with people like, you know, we're, we're doing it. Everybody's like, yes. oh, those police heads. Forgot they had an episode. We're new. We're new here. Um, I don't, I'm not, I'm not surprised that there's zero people tuned in currently. That's cool. So <laughs> it's time to warm up our voices. So we could say <laughs> anything me, 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 we want. Me, me, me. I was thinking they were here. They waited seven minutes and said, "All right, I guess they're not doing it." Like these guys are not. Oh, of course they're not. (laughs) Oh, baby, here we go. Like this seems dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Seems dumb to watch this podcast with no one here. You know, no one here to actually broadcast the podcast. For example. Uh, cool. So, anyway, for all of you listening to the uh, recording of this live episode. Thank you for starting it. Um, a lot happens over the past weekend. We had four shows, right? In the Southeast. Four shows. Huge weekend. Yeah. did They They killed it, man. I mean, I only got to see one. I listened to the first one um, during like String Cheese Set Break, uh, the Love Charleston it. show. Yeah, no, I felt like an like an asshole, like with one headphone in while everyone's talking and meeting new people. I'm like, no, I gotta watch the Pew stream, bro. No, perfect, Uh, dude. It's your job now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I get paid a lot of money uh, (laughs) to listen to these streams for Joey's Chromebook. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I mean, it was huge, though. I mean, this was a massive weekend, a a big four day run. New cities for the band, new festivals, a whole lot of new listeners, um, and like massive crowds. Yeah, I mean, like we'll 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 dig into how many like twenty five thousand people. You think like we have, like twenty five thousand people watching right now? You know, we get a lot of people, but people don't realize how many people tune in for the lives. You That's know? it. And, Yep. It's, and all the smart ones know we're going to be seven minutes late. <laughs> well, basis. you know, that like good old new Ch- uh, No Child Left Behind math curriculum. Uh, one of my favorite techniques was the guess and check method, uh, which <laughs> yeah. I believe was what was applied for um, the, the number of people at Sweetwater. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, it may say, but there's like three people streaming on Facebook. But on YouTube, we might have 24,997. Absolutely. You know, the you, algorithms you don't know. and the social media technocrats that are damaged, that are obfuscating our numbers. <laughs> you know, I'm going to have it up. I'm going to have it up with Zuckerberg unless he allows me to somehow burn down El Goose. Like, not like, not just like in the figurative sense, think- like, literally physically go find the server and light it on fire, kick it while it's on fire, and spray propane on it while it's on stuff like that. <laughs> For those of you non-tech savvy listeners, that means Bruce uh, <laughs> having a tough go and all goose, huh? Yeah. Well, well, when we were talking about numbers. It just, <laughs> just a PTSD flashback came to mind from Sunday. So yeah. <laughs> so okay, numbers aside, and we will we will get there. We'll be back. Um, 
big, big weekend. Uh, just a whole bunch of new folks. So let's start with Charleston. Um, none of us were able to get to Charleston. You know, unfortunately, yeah. it was tough after last year. Um, I just enjoyed Charleston so much. Last year, I just didn't go to bed, you know, as a tourist. I was like, I, there's, I want to soak in every last moment of Charleston. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I learned learned the hard way and <laughs> decided maybe to sit this one out. Um, but they came back full force, Firefly Distillery. If you were there in, in the comments, let us know your initial impressions of uh, Firefly Distillery. It looked like a beautiful place. Yeah. Where's my boy? My boy, Kieran, was there. I don't know if he's in. Oh, word. I remember running into Kieran after MSG of Fish on the night on oh, yeah? Friday and asking him, where's Joey Parisi? You know, where's our friend Joey Parisi? He's, I don't know. You know, he's off being like cool, talking to people, got lost in the mix, you know? I don't know. He's seen now. <laughs> Kieran said all that verbatim. Um, but yeah, shout out to oh, Kieran. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, that that weekend last year from Charleston into Tennessee was just a great weekend. But Charleston's just such a beautiful city. So many great yeah. places to eat. It's walkable. It's really cool. Um, and a lot of the properties were nice. The property of that Riverfront Park was really, really nice where they played last year. And uh, Firefly Distillery looked like another cool place, kind of near the water. Really nice, um, you know, field open. Seemed like people had a lot of room. Uh, really cool vibe. But yeah, very excited that Resonance, by the way, is going to be down in Charleston. Yeah, I was about um, to say, yeah, speaking of Charleston. Can't wait to get back down there. I know, because then that's going to provide us a few days to be down there, and I'm definitely still <clears throat> eagerly looking forward to hopefully uh, in the coming years, Goose being down there for a two or three night run, because that that would be absolutely epic and a ton of fun. Right. I mean, I remember after last year, like saying they've got to come back for two nights. They mm. didn't. Nobody listens to us, of course. No, I, um, I don't know but, why. <laughs> you know, let's let's um, let's let's talk about the set list just because we. Kept our listeners waiting for a good to. seven yeah. minutes. Um, <laughs> so, Flopener, love it. Yeah, always. What a way to start. Had to make a couple adjustments. But yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it yeah. is, of course. They like, you know, I guess tour opener, or the start of a run. They seem to forget every song that they've written. Yeah. Um, so we tune that. because we care. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Um, you know, that's one thing that they tell you when you start playing an instrument is you should tune it. Um, so just tune it during the song. Why not? Whatever. Um, Indian river. Tremendous. Indian river. Yeah. You know, and I, when I was listening at home, you know, it was, uh, Indian river has such a cool vibe now. And, and that's why I put some, some notes in here about, uh, helped, uh, Jeff moved a piano <laughs> the other week, yes. uh, which was easier than it sounds. Thank God. All right. Because I, I was right there. Now. Oh yeah, it was because of Greg. Um, and anyway, <laughs> while we're in the U-Haul, you know, talking about all the mixed tempo songs, because I've actually I've always had these uh, mixed feelings about those new tempos with with Tumble and with Echo when they come out. Um, and we were talking about how Rick likes to keep things fresh, and obviously, as all any of these musicians, especially Goose, been playing a lot of the songs, same songs for so many years. Um, and they are great songs; it's easy to listen to them a lot. But you're gonna want to when you're playing them, you're gonna want to do something different. And Rick constantly tinkers with these songs and he jeff was mentioning to me how he feels really good about indian river now and indian river seemed to after you know kind of a short flow down with obviously some tone issues um you know they got really into the groove with indian river uh right away and kind of set the stage i think for 
the whole rest of the set and kind of the whole rest of the show. But Indian River definitely sounded good. And uh, you could hear how comfortable they sounded in it. So after all that tweaking, you know, and practicing, once you hit the right vibe, um, they can really take off. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think that sums it up. Although I do like the OG Indian River, you know, it's oh, like yeah, a standard, yeah. like um, kind of moon cabin version, but it's certainly um, the, the river flows and it winds and bends. Um, I should say, I wasn't just listening at home. I was listening at the, the home of <laughs> Gong Gang leader, Austin Gamby, yeah, um, our manager. Gamby. Uh, we did have a good night home uh, tour, um, but yeah. it was. Oh yeah, uh, the old early show. Early yeah. show, late morning. Love it. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> the, ones you punch. Yeah, yeah, you know how it goes. Start early <laughs> and early. Um, but yeah, shout out to Gamby. Um, looking forward to playing some ping pong soon. Next up, Caution from the band that brought you butter rum. Caution, <laughs> <laughs> Caution by Bob Marley. Uh, they do cover. be appropriate in those kids. Oh, okay. uh, that, was, that was appropriate. That was appropriate choice right there. That was a good. I love it. They do it well. Yeah, they do. It's a great one of their one of their great covers and an old cover too. Um, yeah, been covering that since the beginning, or at least since like 2015, 2016. Very, uh, very early on. <laughs> Gong gang. Yeah. Um, so caution, like. You know, people, if you know, you know, um, but I have seen some like kind of crazy comments on the, the internet. This is just a road, you know, white boy reggae band. Have you seen Caution, their song? And it's like, well, that's Whoa. actually, yeah. <laughs> Easy, um, Yeah. Have you, you heard of the suit for yourself? Goose already appropriated that. Right. <laughs> come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Stop, dog. Um, but love caution, like, you know, I had really, I've, and like, when I think about it, I've only seen a few of them over the years, you know, it's been a, and it's been a long time since it was heavy in rotation. I don't even yeah. remember the last one I saw live to be honest, but yeah, it is. A they rare played one. It in, in Philly. It was pretty recent, right? Oh, recent. Yeah. That doesn't mean yeah. I yeah. Ryan, Ryan Storm, Ryan Storm in the chat. Uh, yeah. yeah we need Can we Ryan. get some of the nerds? Yeah, I mean, I'm drinking a tall glass. No, of Madison, best uh, cab you can get south of the border here. Jay Lore, Jay Lore, the Publix. <laughs> yeah, they usually yes. have deals for nine dollars or so a bottle. <laughs> but yeah, Jay yeah Madison, Lore. Madison, oh, February tenth, and then Arabolo, which is what I was thinking of. That's where we heard it last. Oh, okay, okay, got it. Um, uh, where Mary uh, Town? Oh, we yeah. went to Arabia. Yeah, we were there. I was yeah, there. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff called out Bruce, and he wasn't even there to hear it. Uh, uh yes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. called me out. Um, people thought I was obnoxious. They were right. <laughs> so, yeah, well, there's a lot. You know, going go on figure. There, chalk it up. Yeah, once in a while, there was a lot going on. Um, <laughs> time to flee. Next up, Bruce. Can you just read your notes on time to flee? <laughs> uh. <laughs> Could flee, but blazed out and didn't write notes. Oh, uh, <laughs> born, you know. And I was like, oh, born, you know. That's kind of yeah. what I came to and realized that we have a podcast that's supposed to be taking notes for. So, uh, uh, yeah. Did, spe speaking of your notes, the born, I mean, see so you mentioned that 2001 chip. They've been playing like tease. I don't even know if it's teasing, but it sounds like they're going into 2001 pretty much every time they play born. And yeah. it, I mean, like, dude. I it for if man. they drop down into that in, in into that um ver you know diodato's breakdown mm. there and then obviously the fish made famous but like if they did that it's all of a sudden been 2001 since they started the born jam but since <laughs> they just don't do that they just don't go there it's still born um you know again mm -hmm. <laughs> 
we know how they like to lie, everybody. So, you know, it's just it's just another fib from this band. It's appropriating songs all over the place, even Diodato, you know. So there we go. Um, but, yeah, then, they, yeah. It's, it's still sick, though, regardless. Um, and, you know, I could listen to a lot of bands cover 2001 or <laughs> or play Born, um, you know, as much as they want because it is great. It's a great tune, great jam out of that. I mean, it's, yeah, like it's a two-for-one deal. <laughs> Get a, a bold, good indie tune and Born and then the 2001 jam. Why not? <laughs> okay, yeah. great. Perfect. Um, <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> um, it's kind of funny. Like, think about how many fans were born in 2001. Too many. Yeah. yeah well, I don't want know. to think about that with my birthday coming up. It's, it's <laughs> oh, <me> yeah. Sad. <laughs> Making me some lobster. Um, so, yeah. next up, uh, Dr. Darkness, obviously, Bruce Robinson's story. We know. Um, <laughs> and set one. So, set two. Coming in hot with just like the classics. Coming in with the classic, yeah. I was kind of shocked to hear just a regular tumble open up the set. Mm-hmm. You know, but happy. No, sl- no slumble, no tumble. Just no, a good old fashioned tumble. Uh, Getty, like off off the charts. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I mean, really know how to how to describe lights. With Dude, he's, the, he's the MVP of every show. The shiny yeah, light. It's, it, it often seems like it. it's so star. consistently good, but that was when obviously with the daytime set starting, the afternoon set starting, you know, and and how he was working the lights against the back screen of the stage was good during the daytime set. You know, there's only so much you can do, but um, it, it was nightfall at that point. It had gotten dark, and that tumble was like really off the hook, and that's really really when I noticed Getty a lot. You know, and um, he'd done a lot of very. Uh, tasteful things with the lights at this Charleston show. I was uh, really impressed with some of the new stuff that he brought to the table, but we started to see a lot of it in tumble. Plus the tumble was sick too. It's, it's just always, I just love tumble. And again, talking about these songs I've heard a million times and Rick's played a million times. I, I can hear tumble for the rest of my life. It's a great song. Always a great jam. And it's such a good way to open a set again. Like, you know, just like ever since that Indian river, just setting themselves up, you know, for a good vibe and a good energy throughout the show. Um, yeah, and, I and then I was thinking during that too, when we were sitting there with Gamby, I was like, in my head, a creatures. Oh, that would be sick after this because the tumble was kind of aggressive, a little bit more rock, you know, fast paced. And I was like, creatures would be very cool, and and I just thought they weren't going to bring out another heavy hitter hitter like that. And sure enough, I'm usually right. And then we got a creatures. <laughs> yeah. Always, dude. I know. Joey's laughing because it always happens. <laughs> yeah. If if he didn't run Fantasy Goose, he'd be winning Fantasy Goose. Oh. He doesn't run Fantasy Goose. I quit uh, Fantasy Goose because it was so easy. I just I'm not like gonna <laughs> let other people win some eggs or whatever they win. I don't know what they win. You know. Remember, remember we were gonna <laughs> give out a belt for the champion. Oh no, no, the, the belt still exists. We're gonna do that. <laughs> uh, we make a lot of plans. I got these prizes out. Um, creatures was fire. Great classic creatures, but uh, segue into Rosewood, which like you know, give me some Moon Cabin. Tunes, you know, Rosewood's my favorite. Um, Bruce, talk, talk, talk about the color palettes. Oh, well, well, yeah, like I was just really watching Getty a lot, um, during this Charleston stream, and I mean, kind of in part because you know, John with uh, his video directing, he's he's gotten taken a noticeable step forward with this just this run of a few shows, and he and he was only doing these first two, um, and so we when you get those straight on shots of what Getty's doing with the lights, it's really great. And he was doing some good stuff with overlay where you could still see what Getty was doing pretty clearly. And Getty had this blue and pink and purple kind of palette going 
most of tumble and creatures and he was doing cool things with like you know these these geometric shapes on the background as well but all of all of in that same color palette and then this was the only time he kind of switched it up it was almost like a pinkish yellowish kind of hue and again i was just so focused in on what he was doing from home um because you know it's just so easy to see you can focus in on on whatever you want really in terms of the streams you know when you're when you're not at the show um so uh i thought it was interesting that he finally changed it up but he did go back to the blue purple and pinks quick and i mean those are my favorite colors so i was happy about that but uh but yeah i just noticed that there because it was just starkly different from what he had been doing and it was interesting that he was kind of keeping the same theme throughout but it works with the songs he always fits the songs very well it's one of the things that makes getty so good at this yeah so um we have seven minutes to recap three shows before Let's go. comes on. Let's get it. Um, all right. So good thing most of them were daytime sets. Um, so Bruce won't be as focused on the color hues and we can dig into the music. But Charleston closed out with Arrow, Magic Carpet Ride, Gabagool, Gabagool Encore, Magic Carpet Ride. Thank Gabagoose. you, uh, Gabagoose. Mm. And one thing I will say is that segue from Arrow where they left the stage, left the repeaters running and had had this this you know the weird tones going and then led right into magic carpet right when they came back out i really like that very tasteful yeah they've been messing around with those like delay and like uh looping pedals whatever it is it sounds really cool when they get down low you know rick's get on rick gets on his knees it gets mm, weird. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> new city. Yeah, yeah, Asheville, yeah. baby. Asheville. Uh, <laughs> night two of the run. Um, <laughs> Bruce, what are you in a gator sandwich down there? Um, oh, bacon, lettuce, tomato. Classic. Perfect trio. Our manager. Just thinking about Rick on his knees. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Our manager, <laughs> manager doesn't fun. like BLTs, but I'm a huge fan. Um, Asheville, North Carolina. Um, opener. Echo of a Rose. Wait, well, first of all, Salvage Station. I was saying this, I think, the last live we had. There were so many missed Asheville shows, it felt like, or maybe it was just, that was like one of the ones that was supposed to happen right after the world shut down in 2020. I feel like anticipation has been building in Asheville for a long time. Had the Waynesville show, drive-in, you know, 40 minutes outside Asheville. Good to be at Salvage Station, in the city proper, opening up, with Echo Barros. Yeah. Fast Echo. I've heard a lot of funny names for it, but I just think it's fast. I don't know. I'm dumb. I don't know music, <laughs> but I'm just like, oh, Fast Echo. People have called it Indie. I mean, Jeff called it Indie Echo, I think. That's like kind of what he thinks of it as. I don't really, as much as I hear Indie overtones in a lot of other songs, um, I don't hear it as much in that. But again, I think, it of a, I think of it like Clavy echo like peter yeah. really gets on that wall like it gets deep yeah, bouncy like, echo yeah, i like that yeah. yo john Lev understands dude blt cbd god there's so many good three-letter acronyms hell yeah <laughs> but yeah <laughs> yeah BLT and they are plus CBD. man yeah <laughs> and you <laughs> wonder why we that. run out of time to recap shows <laughs> that's why i'm so relaxed all the time <laughs> <laughs> yes we're so settled into well, I mean, hopefully our guests are on our schedule and they'll be seven minutes late. Um, yeah. after Egg of a Rose, Jive One. Poppins that's, always. Jive one, Jive Lee. That's that's my thing. That's yeah. uh I'm I'm team yeah. well, I'm team yeah, team Jive Lee, of course, but if you gotta get one to go into it, 
I don't know. Sometimes I Did like jive too. Did you write in the notes that jive one to jive one is the classic one-two punch? I I actually did. Um, I love that saying, classic one-two punch. We've heard it a lot today, as you'll hear it a lot throughout these podcast episodes. But uh, no, yeah, no, the it's jive a good saying. Is, but what about jive two? Yeah, it's it's literally not a one-two. It's a one-two. Yeah, it's like the two-one. You know, it's like it's you no, know, it's a one Lee. One Lee punch. One Lee punch one Lee. combo. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's kind of like yeah, the old old uh, Street Fighter kind of combos, but uh, it's just they played it as a band, and we have a documented Neil Goose on net over twenty or around twenty five times, and I'm certain that they've played it closer to thirty five over the years. It's always been a classic sandwich there, if you will. But then um, Jive Two has been kind of overtaking it. The Jive Two into Lee over the last year seems to take um, predominance over that. So good to see. I mean, it's just a lot of energy. You know, so hitting with the fast echo, Jive wanted to Jive Lee, and then Modavon. You know, they're kind of just kind of continuing the same theme from the second set of Charleston, just playing the hits, um, keeping the energy high, keeping the vibe going, um, and you know, getting keeping the lights fire, going. Dude. The, the Modavon jam was litany. Yeah, absolutely yeah, I sick. I don't know what I have to do to get a funky Modavon again, though. Oh that was, my god, that's my Those that's St. Louis, St. Louis, twenty nineteen. Yeah. That was my favorite show. Is probably well, that's still not the last there. one that they've done, is it? No, uh, no, no Goosemas from the roof. Yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily the last one, the most recent I can remember. That might have been. Where's our nerds? Nerds, when's the last one? Nerds, nerds, go. Yeah, nerds, <laughs> activate. Um, so following, following one on Cinnerman, mm. second time live, nerds, uh, Cinnerman, <laughs> Simone cover, third, second. Third, it was definitely Goosemas. It was the second or third? No, it's got to be at least the third. It was Goosemas and then Philly? This is what people listen for is information. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) us to figure it out live. Yeah, Philly. Imagine if we like prepare. Um, So, I'm sorry. We don't imagine those things. (laughs) Performance review? No, yeah, really. (laughs) Um, So, really good. Really good center man um, from the band that brought you Caution by Bob Marley. <laughs> center man by Nina Simone. Um, <laughs> set two, Hashville, Wisteria. Love that for a set two opener. Let's explore. <laughs> There's nothing else to it's our, it's our theme song, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. We jacked the, the, the title from uh, Trevor, but. I mean, again, it's just about setting up the good sets. Like, it's kind of been a theme, and it's just a great way to set up the vibe for the second set. I, and I don't know. It's it's hard to hear a bad Wisteria now. Plus, they don't play it as often. So it's kind of nice to catch um, when you're at one of these runs of shows. So good choice there. Um, and then kind of kind of spooky and spacey towards the end. And then into another kind of kind of reminiscent of the Fast Echo a little bit, the way their cover of I'm writing a novel sounds and, and it's another great cover. Yeah. It's bouncy too. You're right. It's a bouncy tune. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it is. You know, a little funky, a little, little bouncy. Um, yeah, you know, um, but then, uh, this was a a lot of what I heard from people as a highlight. I got to listen to the whole red bird today. Um, and it was definitely a good one, man. And I just think, I don't know, you know, recently I saw some people commenting on, the way Peter still sings and I just, you know, they just don't listen because that's not an easy song to sing. It's a lot of tone changes that happen kind of awkward timing in that. And 
Uh, I think Peter's given himself the probably toughest song to perform that he's he's written. You know, maybe, maybe arguably, but I think he's performed it better and better every time. And uh, the jams are always so cool. The way that those vocal rounds set up the jam, um, yeah. it just brings them into a different space than most yeah. of the other songs. Yeah, that um, that and Silver Rising too. Like those, like kind of vocal layerings that they do at the end. I mean, like, uh, and then like all of a sudden it reaches this peak. They meet in the middle, and then it goes right in the jam. Like, yeah, it's really cool. It's really nice. Yeah, and I mean, it's only because they're skilled singers that they're able to do that stuff. Yeah, yeah. and they have Jeff cool. Jeff singing. That's the key. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I noticed that in the Redbird. Dude, it was Jeff coming in from the back. Is is great, you know? And that's hard. You get three of them singing around there while you're doing that buildup. Um, but it definitely sets a, a cool mood and a cool atmosphere for them to jam out after. Oh yeah. Next up, seven two six casual ballad. Love it. Like it loves it. Here to me. Yeah. Um, it's the perfect spot for it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's tough. You know. Makes I mean, I'm too. like, I, I kind of wrap my mind around it at first. I think as I was adjusting to it, being more consistent in the catalog. Like, I I'm a big energy 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 set two kind of guy. Yeah. Um, and I don't like any like. You know, I don't like any anything to to slow my momentum, unless it's seventy six. I mean, I just think I kind of agree with Joey though there too because like it's just in if you're there in the in the moment, you know, you you've been raging. Now you're in the second set and you've gotten a couple big heaters with Wisteria Lane and um, you know Rick and Peter kind of kind of win it. I'm writing a novel pretty hard in their solos, so the, there was a lot of energy. Um, and then Redbird was a uh, crazy transcendent jam and then you finally get a little bit of a cool down i towards the end you know towards the back half of the second set which is always like a place that i kind of liked it you know from seeing shows in the past it just has to be you know you can't slow it down too much sometimes you don't want to necessarily follow it up with two slow songs so, for example but you know it's all a game of, of feeling it out and i think 726 fits in there really well with the vibe that they already had going for that set and then yeah. especially because you're rolling in from Redbird to 726 to Dripfield, which is another kind of high energy, kind of intense song. You know, the drum yeah. line just gets off like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Dripfield, I love where it's going live. It's super cool. Yeah. All three of the new tracks that they've singled out from the album, um, I love live. You know, I know a lot of people are going to question Born felt like that always could fit the live setting well, but all, all three of those songs are, are taking a life of their own and, and definitely take center stage a lot of the time when they play them now. Really oh, yeah. great. So I think what we um, should do... I'm slow ready. about the encore. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's already, uh, no, yeah, whatever. Slow ready, We've whatever. Yeah. a million times. So you all know yeah. Slow Ready, right? The listeners yeah. okay, good. Well, We've heard about it. You've heard <laughs> Slow Ready. Um, Greg's team is Slow Ready. Us, I'm team Slow Ready. This so Ready. Bruce is Slow Ready. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> um, what a what a perfect segue here. Marvel Art said Ben tattooed my spine again. Didn't even know that. Thought he was just a drummer. Um, so we've got <laughs> some very special guests on today. A band. Do we? Some of you may know. Some of you may know after this. Uh, a band called Alpine Proof, and uh, they're hitting the road next week for a few shows. Next Thursday at the Relics Studio, streaming exclusively on Twitch at 7 p.m. Eastern, followed by Putnam Place in Saratoga Springs, New York, on next Friday, the 13th, Lucky Day, uh, featuring Annie in the Water, <laughs> Upstate New York, Goats, our home in James Woods, on bass, 
And then coming back Matt Richards home on keys to, for Annie in the water, too. Ooh, Matt Richards on keys as well. Yeah, shout out to Matt. Yep. If you know, you know, Formula 5. Um, <laughs> Fire, and then Saturday, the 14th of May, Park City Music Hall in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Yeah. The Black Rock, Connecticut. The Oh, Poe, I'm baby. gonna stop talking. We're gonna bring the band on now. <laughs> it's good. You did a good job. To them. Yeah. What's up, guys? Hey, what's up, oh, guys? Yo, what up? Oh. <laughs> great beyond. Wow. Well, it's dude, you guys, idea. you guys all got in one spot. How do you do that? <laughs> it wasn't easy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like uh, well, it. Good. You're conserving mic space for us and video space, so I appreciate that. I'm making it easy. Big. I'm over here on Thank the Shays Lounge, and I'm. <laughs> I'm oh, we got somebody on the Shays back there. <laughs> yeah, just usually the dogs spot. He sits here majestically, <laughs> and I sit here more like a, you know, seat. small seal. seal. Yeah. I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say like a Greek aristocrat. You know, Wait, they kind of like recline to eat. So yeah. So, anyway, yeah. so for those app listeners we have uh, <laughs> that have been following us for over a year now, thank you. Um, you may recognize that voice from the man on the Chevy Chase Lounge. Uh, that is Sean Cronin, who was a previous guest on our episode episode called Elephant Proof. That was released last year before Fred the Festival. Um, so title. we've got Elephant Proof here, and we've got a few questions we're going to source the first question from one of our good friends, Cam Elkins, friend of the podcast, Ohio Weird Music. Um, is Elephant Proof an alcohol reference or question mark, question mark? Oh, well, no, but maybe. You <laughs> can give the whole story. Okay, so the story of how we named the band is, is kind of silly, inside jokey. You know, honestly, the name is not that good, but the joke meant a lot to us at the time. Uh, so we were like, Gordo and I, we had this, our original drummer, we were a trio. He now plays with uh, Chadwick Stokes from Dispatch. From Dispatch. Great drummer named oh, Sean cool. Riley. State Radio also. Yes, he's also on State Radio. Um, he got another gig and he was kind of unable to keep doing gigs with us. And we had recently met Ben. Anyway, so we were doing the gig as a trio. Um, and I was feeling good that night, you know, some, some nice trinkets I had acquired. It was a great evening. You love and, acquiring uh, trinkets. Yeah. Yes. They were a big trinket crew. Yeah. yeah. I love trinkets. Yeah. Um, uh, so what was it? I was talking about this pool cover, right? Like a winter pool cover. And it's like a, it's like extra strength. And the picture on the cover was an elephant standing on it. And I was like, that thing's like elephant proof. <laughs> and the guys were like, yeah, like band name. I was like, oh. <laughs> 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 so it's it a simple, beautiful, magical moment like yeah, that. It was and pretty dumb. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> is, is that your approach to songwriting as well? Like, do you go to Home Depot and you're like, man, we should just play this store song? Okay, no. Uh, <laughs> it, it was like a viral video, and like everyone was like filming their dads like mowing the lawn, like dad time, and then they would have like the Home Depot song on, or like somebody doing like huh. a super minor repair on their house, and they'd have the Home Depot song. <laughs> 
Dude, it fits. It went viral, and I laughed every time I saw a video where the Home Depot song came on. I was like, you know what, though? This is legit. This bangs. Yeah. No one else is out there, like, stretching out and jamming out the Home Depot theme song. Neither should we, really. We got (laughs) to No, no, no. Oh, no, you definitely should. No, you better. You better. Yeah. He's a public place. We promised it to a lot of people. So for our listeners, because I I can't unbelievably we have some, uh, maybe you guys would want to go around the room and just give a quick introduction to yourselves. Maybe what instrument you guys play too. Um, so we can start. We can start with you, uh, Ben. Sam. I guess you know whatever. Everybody knows who the fuck Ben is, but I'm, uh, I'm Ben Atkin. I, I play interpretive jazz flute in uh, a yam band called called Goose. Very well. Very yeah. well, you play very yes, well as well, and, uh, and and drums and other things, huh. and singing, singing, lots of singing. No yeah. singing in Elephant Cruise, I promise you that. So <laughs> already enticing. Oh, There's yeah. one for Doc here. We got to move on to the Doc. This is the I'm excited. Uh, I'm Chris. Some people call me Doc. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I play keyboard. <laughs> Dude, that's excellent. It's perfect. As eloquent as Ben, but yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm the other Sean of the band, uh, and I play the Barracuda Fish. Oh, it's a great instrument. Uh-huh. It's pronounced <laughs> fish, is, though. Uh, fish. Yes. What does the other Sean play? Um, guitar. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are playing over there, but. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen those, those instruments. <laughs> I, I've, I've seen people rip a mean barracuda fish, so I, I don't know. Slapping the barracuda fish. <laughs> Whacking the Ooh, dumb long fish. Yeah, it's great. So, <laughs> Do we I guess have the, other better questions? Yeah, the last time we spoke, <laughs> it, we were talking about the album that had come out and the upcoming shows. So now that you guys have played a couple of those shows, obviously like first was Fred, and then opening for Pigeons, uh, like, did it feel weird getting back on stage together or take a little time? You feel like improvement and feel like these upcoming shows are going to be, you know, something else. It felt awesome. We, uh, we got to get like another extra long practice session in for a couple of days too. And felt really good going in. And, uh, it, it was kind of funny being back in that, you know, the opening of the big room situation. It's such a scramble to get all the gear on stage and get it plugged in and get going. And uh, it was a scramble, and I was nervous. And then we came out, and it just—it felt like you know old times. It was awesome. And now I got the guys here for another few days, and we're uh, we're working on some new stuff and tightening up the sets, and we're feeling pretty pretty excited for what's going up. Oh, nice. Do you think Excellent. there was some like any kind of additional significance to being able to come back and play that first indoor show in Boston? I, I think so. I've seen, I mean, I've played the stage like maybe twice in my career, but they're both kind of smaller shows. I, I don't, they weren't even like real shows. That was the first time I've like really played House of Blues. And I've seen all of my legends, like all of my favorite musicians on that stage. Like I saw D'Angelo on that stage. Oh, like, yeah. come on. I also saw Mashuga on that stage. Um, I mean, I, I, I all, all across that. the musical spectrum. Yeah, two I mean, guys. Why Elephant Proof is the perfect mix of D'Angelo and Sugar. 
That's safe. <laughs> middle of that. That's, that's not far from what we're actually going yeah, for at yeah. all. That's yeah. pretty close. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so, Lettuce is my favorite band, and I've seen them there a lot of times. I hung out oh, right on. Oops, last time. It was a great time. Oh, yeah. So to that point, I mean, I think what I experienced at Elephant Proof shows is a wide variety of music from from hardware store jingles to really hard hitting, hitting jazz, you know, complex time, but also accessible T-Pain. Um, and I don't want to give away your answer necessarily, but um, thank you, Donda. Who would you guys cite as your influences? You guys remember what we used to say was Chromeo meets Nine Inch Nails. That but, is odd. Yeah, I can hear that. But I don't that. know if that still applies. I don't know what you guys think. But we all have our, our separate influences and in, in trying to to bridge that gap, uh, I think, is what makes it unique in what we're trying to do. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I think Gordo brings that, like, uh, that, like, dark <laughs> evilness, uh, a, lot, a lot of weirdness so in, in the I best so possible. <laughs> I agree. And then a mix of, like, different jazz fusion, the hip-hop, R&B stuff. Um, I don't know. I think it's, like, a fun outlet musically for all of us to mm-hmm. explore and have some fun. I also like the fact that there's no rules at all. Yeah, there, are, there actually are. Anything is on the trying to, I've been trying to tell you. Oh, here comes the publicist <laughs> with the rules. Like, you Sorry, know, yeah, more bad. No, <laughs> we, we do not care about the jazz police. They can fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, no, <laughs> all jazz cops are bastards. We can say that. All the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've got a huge beef with jazz cops here at the Great Beat. Um, yeah. <laughs> So this one is from She Does My Stocks, um, namesake of generation. Um, and <laughs> what sort of creative muscles do you get to flex in elephant proof that you really can't do in goose? And what muscles do you have left? <laughs> um, it's, it's just, it's a different vibe of things. It's kind of like brings me back to the stuff I was really into back in college, um, before I ever got into the jam stuff. Um, all like the really tight, intricate music with crazy hits and like figuring out how to, how to take all the rhythmic options with a very specific, you know, set of rules and, and trying to navigate this complicated material. Um, and, and not to say that goose doesn't have that because some of the stuff we play in goose is definitely very technical. Um, but I don't know the, the way this stuff is kind of built and arranged uh, and put together. It's just, it, it kind of just stretch, like scratches a, a little bit of a different itch musically. Would you say Butter Rum is the most technical song you play in Goose? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, sorry, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I would <laughs> sing on that every time. Well, maybe not every time because people would hate me, but I would sing on that more, but I don't because it's a really tough beat and I don't have like even a second to grab the mic and pull it out. Yeah, yeah. Keep that salsa going. Go keep those people. You often dancing. don't have more than a second to pull it out. <laughs> it's crazy how that works. But no, we're live. No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is the nighttime edition. There's no edits. <laughs> um, awesome. So, so no, like, uh, ask a serious question. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I prepared so much for it. Uh, Doc, what's your uh, rig setup on the keys? You have. Was it organ? Anything else? You guys got a minute? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Run down it. It's always evolving. We're, we're doing some different things now, so I've got some more gear for uh, 
for some stuff that we do uh, through Click, so it's a little different. Running back and tracks. Running back and tracks, which we don't do. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> um, I mean, it's a thing. Just like that's like DJ. That's fine. But yeah, I, I like to have like all the different actions. I like to have a weighted keyboard, uh, a keyboard with some organ feel. So I have two Nords, one for each. Okay. I have a, a Modi X, Yamaha Modi X for all the synth stuff. And then I have another sub 37 analog synthesizer. And yeah, it's all of them. That's so nice. Uh, Take notes, Ryan Storm. Sub 37 for like bass. Like yeah. base? Yeah. 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 Anyway, he doesn't do that. It's fine. So, Sean well, Gordon. <laughs> um, Sean Gordon. Yes. Without asking the rest of the band, paint a picture for us of where you'd like to see Alpha Proof be in the next few years. Um, I would like to be playing some, some huge venues. I want to be, I don't know, I want to travel the world yeah, yeah. I, I'm I hope that we can maybe at some point like go to Japan or like um, you know play a bunch of festivals or do like a festival run mm -hmm. uh, some weird late night shows I'm all yeah, I, I, I gotta say real quick these guys are some of the most known and respected musicians in Boston and gig all the time like with, with this scene of people that is some of the most top-notch musicians, but I'm really excited for them to get out and like the jam scene and people across the country to see these guys and play because they are easily some of the best people I've played with. Um, oh, so yeah. we're going to have some fun with this group. Yeah, dude. And you mentioned, you mentioned late night sets, like you guys, like just from a hearing the album and then B seeing the late night set at Fred, like, oh man, like it's tailor made for end of the night. You just want to get dark and weird and, you know, go into a deep, dark forest and, yeah, you know, middle of Virginia. Yeah. Keep uh, keep an eye out because uh, there there may be some late night uh, shenanigans. Oh, 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 yeah. I thought you were gonna say keep a, keep an eye out for me in the dark forest at night. But yeah, <laughs> everyone should always do that. That's Same it. thing. That. You keep your head level, you know, in those situations. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm definitely you know, looking forward to late night. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I'll definitely be a. Um, and playing in Japan. Oh, hi, Micah. Um, oh, she's saying hi, Ben. But playing in Japan would be a far cry from the first videos that Ben showed me, you guys, when he was getting a little excited about getting the group back together, man. And some of those videos on YouTube of you guys playing basement parties, I was like blown away at the time. And those are from 2014. So uh, definitely when Ben was telling me that and when you guys were able to play um, you know, the late night of Fred and this first show of pigeons, it's, it's the excitement is palpable, man. And a lot of the, a lot of the fans are hearing it too and really liking it. So, um, excited to see what you guys bring to the table, Putnam place, um, and to, to Bridgeport. Cause that's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, Very much looking forward to those shows. Hell yeah. That's yeah. crazy. You took, you checked out that, that basement party show. I have, yeah. if you want to hear what we sounded like back then, check that show out. Um, aside from Okay, I remember that night we didn't have a set list. We were, but we had done. We've been playing together enough so that we could actually improvise some of those transitions on the spot, and that's what we did that night. And dude, we it was the wildest fucking house party to ever like go down. 
So, so we're going to recreate those eyes uh, on the 13th and 14th. With your help, if all you guys come out, we're going to have a good time. We're pumped for it. Uh, the Relics, Relics live stream on Thursday, the 12th, and then Putnam Place up in Saratoga, Park City. You know, that's my birthday, the 12th, so I expect some big oh, things. Yo, let's yeah. go, bro. Are you going to yeah. be there hanging with us? I mean, well, no, Greg didn't invite me. Greg just invited Joey today. I and did. I was like, dude, what the fuck's the deal? And then you're invited. You're invited officially. Oh, well, thank you. It'll be the unofficial no, Bruce Robinson birthday party. He's probably got like a, a birthday thing going on where he's going to go to a strip club. No, he doesn't. No. <laughs> I'm completely abstinent and asexual no. now, so I don't go to strip clubs. And just, oh, uh, my man. Yo, over there. Yeah, dude, oh, definitely, dude. Asexuality all day. <laughs> it just saves me money, you know? I'm just going on austerity measures for a while. So. Everyone be sure to post an El Goose birth. Yes, yeah, for, for sure. Yeah. So, um, let's not remember that. <laughs> we have like, we, you guys released EP EP last year before Fred. That was um, a solid collection of a lot of songs that were written almost eight years ago, nine years ago. And so, looking ahead and knowing that schedules are complicated, um, and frankly, the older I get, the less creative I am. Do you see yourselves writing more music, debuting new songs? No, I'm all done, actually. See, I'm saying. I agree, <laughs> yeah. dog. Let's retire. Yeah, At least that Greatest Hits album. Yeah, yeah no, actually, we were, we were talking about this earlier. Uh, so far in you know the return of the band, we've kind of had to rehearse uh, in order to get ready for these sets specifically, but we're, we're definitely carving out some time after these shows just to get together for the purpose of just jamming and songwriting. Actually, so. you know what? Right before this, we were joking, Gordo and I, we don't write songs. We just rewrite our own songs. <laughs> Literally, we play, we've played each of our songs in like a different key, a different music genre. Like we'll change the key of a song so that it'll fit the song that went before it. Yeah. Ah, I see. And sometimes like we'll tumble. play our own songs in different styles, and then we'll write these transitions that like bridge the song together that become their own song. So. Uh, that's my excuse for why we haven't uh, put more music out first of all. Because well, it's also we're just writing these absurd. Yeah, well, we work. have permutations of our own music. We have uh, it helps to have an outlet, obviously. So, at least for me, and I maybe one or two, I don't know. Just like uh, it's been easier to like focus in and like, put some stuff together, write some new stuff. If it's you know. Talk about that new song. You just oh yeah, so uh, yeah. we're we're gonna be debuting a, a new song uh, that I wrote uh, at the Relics show. Oh, hell yeah, Bruce's birthday show. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, it's, uh, there we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, that EP, that EP album. I was playing outside some stupid little deli in Wilton um, and this old lady walked by my car. I'm just like sitting there waiting for my egg sandwich. And she was like, what is that music you're playing? I'm like, oh, you mean this dark clown music? <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, yeah, yeah, it's really Crap, good. And I was like, oh, it's, oh, well, it's my friends. It's yes! Like, oh, <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, this old woman gets down. I was like, yo, you want to hit this J? She was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was incredible, you know, and it's just that, that some of that stuff that you guys are saying about how you mix all these different styles and um, so much, so much of that album in a very short 
um, span covers a lot of ground, you know? So it definitely is also making me excited to hear some of the new stuff that you guys will come up with, especially after being able to play again together, you know, that means a lot too. And um, once you guys get a click more again, you know, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what you can come up with. And it's so different than what we see out there on the scene too, you know? Yeah. In the words of Luke Beeman, do you practice a little bit? couple years, two, three years, we'll be playing Putnam Place. You know, one step at a time. One of our one of our famous guests a couple weeks back. Um, this question's from Colin. So Colin's wondering um, what new music you guys are digging right now. What's in your what's in your cassette deck? Otis McDonald. All day. We do we do a cover of an Otis McDonald song, um, Crazy Wasted Tame It. Okay. That's one we've done a couple times. Such a banger. Yeah, yeah sorry. Go ahead. Ronald's, that's Ronald's second cousin, right? <laughs> yeah, Ronald. This is, was, was that a joke? <laughs> I think I think that, they interrupted the band for that. That was a Stop. Otis McDonald is really sick. Um, I, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Tennyson. Yes. And, um, and also... Uh, can't think of the name right now. Yeah, just we'll just call it Tennyson. Oh yeah, and right. Brothers Johnson. Brothers Johnson. Oh, that's a yeah. Nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Really yeah. So hard. Oh my god. Really good. Uh, Wheels in the bus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Baby Shark. Funny he's not lying. Yeah, yeah. Really frog. Bangers. Uh, <laughs> Bangers. Yeah. Slappers yeah. only. Just gas. <laughs> twinkle, twinkle. Oh, yeah. Dude, it's, speaking of children's song, uh, Couch does a great cover of um, Conjunction Junction. Ooh, that, really? That, every single day I listen to that song. Oh, yeah. That's a I mean, that's not really a children's song. That's more of a, like, middle school. Yeah, that's you know? a dance. I mean, I guess you're... Out it, words and phrases and clothes. Yeah. <laughs> if you grow up with a Connecticut education, I guess. Well, excuse me. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I know what conjunctions are, Joey. <laughs> My bad. I don't. I so, don't Ben, what about you? Anything. What are you listening to besides <laughs> selections from Drip Sales? Uh, I've been listening to uh, Corey Henry put out a new album previously. Yep, it's awesome. Yeah. And I got to see them actually live for the first time. Uh, they were on the same stage as us at, in Beale Street. Um, and that was incredible. Just three piece band. Uh, and then two uh, female backup singers that were badass. Oh it, it was awesome. Awesome. Were you able to catch Megan the Stallion at Beale Street? I was not. No, I was pretty much stuck over. Our stage was, it was like. A oh, you had to play like goose music. Gear, yeah. And our, we didn't even get to sound check, but we oh, all sandwich. like, we're just like stuck hanging around waiting for everything. <laughs> but silver lining is like when you're dealing with gear and Corey Henry is playing right there it's not the worst way to uh, yeah, nah. yeah not yeah. one of your worst loadout moments <laughs> no well, load, loading out was uh a modest mouse and weezer that was a fun day oh that's pretty cool, cool. nice yeah, yeah. And then little wayne canceled he, he couldn't make it he has private jet problems oh those problems yeah they happen to me all yeah. the time as uh, yeah well. so i, I yeah, we all feel horrible for him you know dealing with yeah that. Yeah, yeah, dang. Wayne, really but he makes it this difficult time. Yeah, yeah, pour one out, Sean. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> For a f- um, all right. Let's wrap this thing up because we've we've got to recap two more shows. Um, 
We're being oh. very long-winded today. Um, uh. So, Elephant Proof, <laughs> catch them next week, Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, Relics, Friday, Putnam Place, Saratoga, Saturday, Bridgeport, Connecticut. And uh, come early, too, because Annie in the Water, we got Matt Richards from Formula 5, so that yeah. automatically makes Annie in the Water, like, even more epic. They're already awesome, but Matt Richards, super bonus. And then Jed at Park City. We got, oh, yeah. we got Jeff, uh, Kieran, homies, awesome people. Come early. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if anyone hasn't checked out those Relic streams yet, they're pretty sick. Like, they get pretty intricate with, like, the camera work and everything. And your guys' music, like, the light show that's going to come out of that, I don't know. I'm kind of excited to see uh, what the guys at Relics have. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good things. I can't wait to see it. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, thank you for having us. Appreciate it. Guys. Yeah, thank you guys oh, for, thanks for coming on. on. Yeah, thank you guys um, for sure. See how many people doing... stick around for our recap of Sweetwater. The other two shows. That's right. All yeah. right. Proof. <laughs> thank you. We'll see you guys next week. We love you guys. Um, yeah, I'll see you guys. Very excited for next week. Um, all right, Greg, all right. drop the shit out of them. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you guys for joining. Um, all right, so let's all take a deep breath here. Let's all take a deep breath. We're not done yet, listeners. We're not. Yeah, we still have giveaways. Not. You got you giveaways. Got more of us to deal with. Let's do a giveaway, Bruce. What do we got? Today? Oh, let's do a no, no, not, no. They have to stay for the giveaway. What the okay, well, they we're not leave. doing a giveaway. Oh, we're not doing a giveaway. Do we have more than one giveaway? Uh, Stick around uh, for a giveaway. Now. Um, no, I think if we, we have more than one, more. we could do nat one now and then one later. No, dude, what do you think? We're made of giveaways here, Joey? <laughs> yeah, come on. Still on yeah. our dime here. <laughs> come on. <laughs> um, all right, so let's talk about, about sweet. Let's let's talk about Sweetwater. All right. Um, uh, if you are still in the chat, still rocking with us, still support the Great Beyond after all this nonsense, um, tell us if you were at Sweetwater. I was at Sweetwater. One of the 25 million people watching. This. And the trivia question <laughs> is how many gumballs were in the jar at Sweetwater? How many gumballs could you fit in each person's pocket uh. at Sweetwater? If you were there in the chat, let us know your favorite moment from Sweetwater. Um, Joey, you are a field reporter. Tell I was. Tell us a little bit about what you experienced. The whole weekend or just at the set? I mean, we should start with the sets because, you know, right. we do the weekend. Yeah. Oh. All right, yeah, we'll do the weekend. I don't know. If, if I see you at a show, ask me how it was. I'll tell you about the weekend. <laughs> uh, this set was great. A lot of anticipation coming in. Um, Spafford was on right before them. I'm sorry, not Spafford. Spafford? Spafford. Jesus what Christ, it was a long uh, weekend. So if you're in the chat and you know who played before Goose. It was Spafford. It was Spafford. Yeah, it was Spafford. Because they played on Thursday, too, so it's throwing me off. Um, but, yeah, Spafford played an incredible set before them. Uh, a lot of people were there. A lot of people were there early um, trying to camp out a spot for Goose, so I'm happy everyone got to see Spafford if they didn't intend it. I mean, a lot of people did because a lot of people were feeling it. And talking to people on the beer line, like some of the people's first time seeing them, uh, they absolutely killed it, man. And they're really getting into that just vibe of we jam the hell out of songs. And that's just, that's what they do. And like, I love it, yeah. man. Um, but think, anyway. You know, we had okay. some friends who are just, just as an aside, big Spafford fans, you know, and there's been some, you know, discourse in their community, I suppose, about some of the, you know, focus 
sole focus on jamming a lot, especially with some of the fall shows where they were <clears throat> jamming one song, the whole set, you know, yeah. I think there were some mixed feelings about some of that recently. And they played a local show that I think some people had some mixed feelings about that I skipped, but I wanted to go because the last time I'd seen Spafford was right before the, um, <clears throat> the pandemic hit in 2020. And it was, it was a fantastic show at Brooklyn bowl. Um, so I'm happy mm -hmm. to hear that. You know, I was happy to hear that they were really getting glowing reviews and they came out and crushed Sweetwater with all those people there, such a good opportunity to crush it. So, um, you know, definitely happy to hear some good stuff coming out of that, that crowd and that community uh, for them, especially because they do, they do rip, you know, and if you do want to hear improvisation, pure improvisation, that's, that's what you're going to get, you know? <clears throat> yeah. I also saw a million people I thought was coach and Love it. You know, sadly, sadly <laughs> yelling obscenities at them and they didn't get it anyway. Uh, so the set started, Ari Fink came on stage and his mic didn't work. It was a great moment of comedy and hilarity for all of us in the crowd. And then, uh, the band came on and ripped hot tea to just let you know that it's a hot, hot weekend down here in Atlanta. I burned the hell out of, uh, the backs of my calves really bad to the point where I was wearing pants on Saturday. Um, cause I couldn't face the sun. Uh, That's embarrassing. That, yeah, no, it was terrible. Cause yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, we're up in the North and I'm like, oh yeah, legs don't burn. That's fine. I don't, I don't have to put on sunscreen. Yeah, yeah. no, but uh, dude, that hot tea, like it was, it took a lot of us by surprise because a lot of us are thinking of like the classic openers of, you know, me and my buddies wanted uh, Earthling. All right, bye, Greg. And oh, dude, uh, <laughs> Greg's like, fuck it. Greg, Greg goes on and off and Bruce's like, fuck this. When I was <laughs> but uh, dude, that, that hot tea absolutely ripped. Um, and you know, you heard the Peter poll that a lot of people's first show was this show. So to get a hot tea opener, I'm sure it brought a lot of that new Southern crowd in and hearing a song that they know, obviously, you know, could hook them for life right there. Um, yeah, and dude, you know, it was funny because obviously there's been, and if we just jump right into it, there was a lot of mixed reviews about the set this weekend. And I think there's a lot of different expectations that people have when they come to see Goose, especially when Goose has been firing on all cylinders for the last year and a half. And I don't care. To, I don't think that's disputable. But when you come to a festival like this, a ton of new people that are going to be there and be able to see you, you have to make certain choices that sometimes just don't always work out. I mean... I know we hold fish in such high esteem. They, they've never really played great festival sets. They kind of known for that. And I think a lot of bands sometimes struggle with that. Sometimes the set is short, shorter than it should be. Goose luckily got a long time to play. Um, yeah. But, you know, you want to pick and choose certain songs for certain reasons that aren't maybe always the reasons why you're picking them or putting them in a position in another show, in a, in your own show, um, you know, so so to speak. So, um you know, I, I think that hot tea, when we were listening on the stream, I was even thinking in my head, you know, it sounds like they're taking a little bit of time to, to lock into a groove on a, on a song that normally Rick and Peter get right in to their uh, solos and, and, and lock in on something very quickly. You know, I could see that they were trying to trying to find somewhere to go in that, you know, and I think there was just a lot of a lot of motion after, you know, finishing up at Asheville, coming in, loading in at seven sound checking yeah. at like 11, you know, and then playing at 530. It's just a uh, sound checking at 830. Oh, 8:30. Oh my goodness, dude. Yeah, no, they had like a, they got out of Asheville like 2:30 in the morning or something, had like a 4-hour drive like it, Sam King tour manager, awesome tour manager. Uh was like the telling me about the schedule. It just sounded like ah, oh, I felt so bad for that crew, but 
Man, they came in and ripped, and the the, the crew's the you know one of the best in the scene. So obviously they got it done. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but then they go into Rockdale, which just you know gives me all the feels. I absolutely love that song. I mean, every time I hear it, I think, why can't they just play more Visudo songs that we saw at uh, at Fred? But you know, I love Rockdale. It's obviously you know that's the Rick Visudo right. song, man. And that one has come out, and I mean, because of the reception of that song, that's why they've played it a lot since then and god they they crush it and dude I, I mean they always crush the jam i love the song itself but the best part of that song for me is that ending part where they come out of the jam whatever mm. kind of crazy shit they're doing and then you think that, it's over very melodic singing portion and then back into the chorus and then back into the original riff and then they close it out and it's just the most epic ending every time i really do what a great song what a great new song and it'll be interesting one thing i'll say is whether or not they could record that as a pseudo song or, or a goose song because they played it so much now as goose only played it once as a pseudo. So it'll be interesting to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought, I thought, I thought it was a really strong start, like make a statement coming out um, of the gates, hunger site, drop a new one on them. Why not? Yeah. Um, you know, I do feel like hunger site is like an arena rock song. Because we saw it in an arena, David. No, no, but I, I no, like you can see it though. You can so, hear it a little bit in the yeah. Vibe. Like I, so you know, for those of you who don't know what goes on behind the scenes, uh, I uh-huh. in at the end of last fall, I started working on the press pitches and and a lot of the the writing around the album. And um, this, you know, was I started writing it. Uh, before the original Goosemas in December. And I believe the language I used, if I recall correctly, was, um, you know, that this song falls uh, perfectly to accompany the band's um, ascendance, you know, to arenas. And, like, it will arrive, like, just something else at their first arena show. And I really think that Hunger Sight is like, uh, you know, let's get a room popping here. A little bit of... Yeah. little, you know, dad rock vibe, but... Oh, like yeah. arena and arena round. So seeing it mid Sweetwater set one, I love I love the song. Placement wise, I don't know if it was the right spot. Yeah, you know, I guess Feel I didn't I guess I didn't I, I the only reason I I would is because I like I was saying that Joey before when you decided he didn't want to be a part of this conversation, but um, the hot tea, you know, it just, I felt like they were trying to find somewhere to go. I didn't think they found somewhere to lock in on really mm-hmm. well until kind of midway through the Rockdale jam. And it got to kind yeah. of like an ambient spot. And I was, but it sounded, it was cool. It was crisp. It sounded cool. And I was like, okay, now they finally locked in a little bit. And then hunger side, I thought, obviously it's a great song in and of itself. Then they kind of slow it down and then they kind of get into a jam that just feels like a continuation of the song. And it just, again, I, it felt a little bit like they're, okay, maybe they're just still trying to figure out uh, lock in, find where they can lock in on something cool. And, and then I think they did. I'm kind of playing it mm-hmm. out like that. It is high energy. It is a high energy jam. So no matter what, you're getting that out of it, which I always like. And you mentioned energy. I always just like energy throughout most of the show. And, um, and that song always brings it, you know, but... I think a, a lot of with this set, maybe that could have underwhelmed people it, to some extent. It could happen in any show. It's just placement, you know, and you're always trying to right. write a new set list and play songs at different places, and try new things. I mean, everyone in on the live music scene should know that, you know, sometimes that this doesn't work, but that's part of the fun of it. 
you know, so there's a lot of questions about some of that stuff. I, I thought it was, you know, it was good and almost looked like they were reaching for something to cap it off. And, you know, maybe to that extent, they were feeling what you were saying, Greg, and then they played Moby, which I think is always a good choice. Um, you yeah. know, but it, it is a, kind of a slower song, you know, and it's a very smooth vibe. transition into Moby too. It was to where like yeah. you're like, oh, this like sounds familiar, sounds familiar, and then all of a sudden, like that Trevor, those bombs oh. kick in. Anyway, it's unmistakable. So sweet, yeah. Oh yeah, I so, think it. I mean, how long is it? It was four and a half minutes, according to Bandcamp. No, they. Yeah. I mean, they could just sit on that riff for as long as they want. It just gets deeper and deeper. So here's, I think this is maybe the point that I was, I'm trying to make here. And it's not, it's like, again, I thought, I thought it was a good, a really good set. Like I'm not in the, in the camp of like, I wasn't happy with Sweetwater at all. I thought it was great. I thought they played well, but I think to have Rockdale, which like really has only emerged in the past year, catalog wise. And then Hunger Sight, which is brand new. Moby, Mm -hmm. which like, we know, you know, and and but probably listener, like I'm not buying instrumental channel. Yeah, I'm from the band that you know, and then um, California Magic, Pancakes, and Silver Rising, which are all 2022 songs with a whole bunch of people who have not been digging deep into the most recent stuff, like the catalog on Nugs, but maybe have heard like Smoke and Shows from 2019. I think that maybe some of the allure of the set and also like all of these, with the exception of Rockdale, like the the jams for California Magic, Pancakes and Silver Rising are so exploratory. Like there's not kind of mental framework to where they're, the, the way there is with the creatures or a tumble. And so I think for a, a set of this magnitude, we know that the guys were going out there and like digging in somewhere deep, going somewhere that they haven't gone before. Uh, and that takes balls. Um, but you know, it's not like two years ago, three years ago when they had 60 minutes at a big festival and they were like, all right, we're going to do team out of on, uh, Tumble Arcadia. Literally. I was just about to compare it to see here now, which they had an hour, less than an hour. They played Yeti, Arcadia, Madavan, Clouds, Empress. That's mm-hmm. just hit, 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 hit. Mm-hmm. And I preferred right. this set at Sweetwater <laughs> yeah. so much better as like, you know, the more dedicated fans who get into the new songs and like want to hear them more. Like I want to hear California Magic as much as possible. I want to hear Pancakes as much as possible right now because, you know, they went into Yeti and I was like, okay, like Yeti again. All right, yeah. let's let's have a dance party, which again, you know, it always sneaks up on me. I could talk about every single Peter song sneaks up on me and the jam is just like the guy writes such good jam vehicles. Uh, it's wild. Right. But yeah. Right. You know, but and also besides the new song thing, which can always throw some people off is the fact that you had Moby, which didn't ring in as a longer and extended Moby. I'm not sure they've ever given that the proper jam treatment, but they've extended it a bit, done some cool stuff with it. That was a fairly standard version of it. Yeti was a fairly standard version of Yeti. California Magic has, I feel like, clocked in at nine minutes or somewhere about that every time they've played it. Um, And then Pancakes is obviously, I think the point of that song is to set set this weird vibe that that song creates and to have an exploratory jam out of it. 
which is great. And I, I think our buddy Emacs was on the chat before and he mentioned that that was the jam of the show, you know, and I believe that. And I agree. But then you get Silver Rising again, which is here's another eight, nine minute song. These are great songs. I think California Magic and Silver Rising are great songs. A lot of the new songs they've been writing, I'm very impressed with them. It's hard to keep new songs going that are good, that people like. But, you know, again, it's not even just that they're new songs or that they're good or bad. It's you get, you're getting a lot of songs, you know, and I know mm -hmm. I've rolled my eyes at this show sometimes where I'm getting like 10 shows in the in 10 songs in a set. And it just depends on the band and, and what you're playing, what you're doing, that a lot of times that might not matter. But um, I just think that's another reason that you could add to the pile of why there might have been some mixer user mixtakes on it. Um, you know, it's also because you're, then you're getting a lot of songs, but it's a festival set. It's a festival right, set yeah. for 25 million people. <laughs> and so in those cases, you know, you're going to want to give people, you're going to want to give people a really good taste of what you're doing, where you're trying to go. And I think that's yeah. really was what the point of what they were trying to do at Sweetwater was. So yeah. one part of Silver Rising that I will note, um, it like obviously Trey was up next at the main stage, so a lot of people were trying to time that right. Yeah, and Silver Rising came in, and it, I'll you know, uh, maybe a million out of that twenty-five million uh, started to head over the main stage, which for me was great. I, yeah, I, I had so much more room to dance because then you know those people lost out on a sick empress. So that's their own yeah. fault. Which, oh, like, yeah, again, Empress, short Empress, you know, only had a little limited. <laughs> Another short, short minute. fourteen minute Empress. Fourteen, yeah, short, um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, we were saying, uh, like, it reminded me of Denver because you know, again, a lot of this crowd was a pretty new crowd where they still knew all the words, they knew when to clap. You know, it, it had that feel of you know, it's like absolutely a crowd favorite Empress. So Peter, uh, wow, Peter, I'm reading Peter's comment. Peter's um, here? So, I know, Peter Chase's oh, comment. Peter Chase. Um, but, but so Joey, like, you were there. We were not there. I was just I was. sitting on my sofa, counting individually, each person. <laughs> One million, <laughs> two million, three million. Trying and, to win the um, gumball contest. <laughs> yeah, like, gas and check method, baby. Um, so, like, what was, what was the vibe like, you know, during... Because really, I mean, this entire set, it's like pretty new song sandwiched between Hot Tea and Empress, right? Like, yeah. Rockdale's pretty recognizable, but everything else is, you know, either pretty new or doesn't have lyrics. So what was the vibe like, um, like within the crowd? Like, what was the sound of 26 billion people clapping like? Uh, so, A... The amount of hands that went up as soon as, like, before as pancakes started, as soon as Peter threw his hands up, everyone just started cheering because they go, oh, Okay, I know what song this is. So, even though it's a new mm. song, people were into you know pancakes from the start. Um, the vibe in general, people were getting down, people were dancing. I mean, it was you got to think it's they started at 5 30 on Saturday on a hot weekend in Georgia. Like, people were, I was exhausted, I was so tired by this point. So, like, you know, people saw a lot of music the two days before. It was a hot day. You know, they're getting a little drained, but I mean, it didn't feel like that. You know, people mm -hmm. were, everyone was up. Nobody, I mean, obviously you're at a festival seeing one of the, you know, hottest bands at it. Like nobody's sitting down. Um, you know, people were packed and tight. And I was about even with the front of house. Like we had a pretty good spot, like on the edge of the lawn, there was this pathway kind of going diagonal um, down the middle of the crowd. We were kind of on the edge of that path. And I looked behind me. I couldn't see 
the back of the crowd. Like it, it looked huge. And then the picture they put up as like the Nugs cover. Like I didn't realize it was that many people. Like people who went to the side fences who were like, oh, I just want some shade and some room. Like they had no room. Like this place yeah. was absolutely. Entire, I mean, out. the entire world population was was in Atlanta yeah. for the show. So I mean, talking eight point nine billion people. and billions and <laughs> 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 no, a lot of people said there were twenty six million there. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of people saying it was the biggest hit in Sweetwater history. Yeah, um, say, you know, <laughs> interesting. Uh, there was far less chomping for any goose set than any other band that Scott Stevenson saw. That's funny because if you ask anyone, um, uh, I, thought was was I thought there was a good there. amount of chomping around me. But those kid, the kid, the kids I'm thinking of were not there. Like they had no idea what they were seeing. Their friends did. Their friends who kept like ignoring them were into it and dancing as hard as they could. But I mean, that's it. You're going to get it at any show, especially a festival show where like people didn't necessarily pay a ticket to see this specific band. And it's a long day. You got to say, Hey, I'm going to go grab water. Do you need anything? How you feeling? Whatever. Um, so, you know, um, yeah, there you go. Mick Mac. Mick Mac. We didn't have the, we weren't we didn't have the uh, wrecking crew. <laughs> yeah. Right. We're here dissecting this. Maybe you should write better set list dog. Um, so, um, <laughs> so, okay. Um, Sweetwater, check it off the list. Regardless of milestone, milestone performance for this band. Well-deserved. Yeah. Well, like, you know, hopefully they're back. Hopefully um, they're on the main stage next time. McMack, you know, I love you, dog. Um, so, like, can't wait to see what happens when they get back. Maybe Snoop Dogg will be there next time and me and Bruce will go. Um, up until oh yeah, I, for, I, I forgot he was supposed to be there. Yeah, that's when my yeah. plans changed. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. So I that, exactly. If Snoop's not there, I'm out. Um, all right, so let's let's move on. Let's put on our blue suede shoes and board the train and touch down in the land of the Delta Blues in the middle of the pouring rain. Oh my god! Walking in Memphis. I mean, that was that, where did that come from? <laughs> um, it's better than, than the like Ronald McDonald joke that you made before, or whatever. <laughs> Listen, man, sometimes you miss. And <laughs> yeah. If it's me, then most of the time you do. Um, so Memphis, Tennessee. That was a selection from um, "Walking in Memphis" by Memphis by Mark Cohn. Walking in Memphis. Yes, God. Walking in Memphis. <laughs> um, we none of us were there, unfortunately, but what a lineup! Uh, I mean, everyone from Goose to Weezer to Modest Mouse to Little Wayne, you know, Megan the Stallion, Megan the Stallion. Um, which interesting <laughs> factoid for those of you nerds listening, write it down. Here we go. Megan the Stallion has the same lawyer as Goose. Oh, oh. and that lawyer is actually head of Goose Marketing, and that's why they're (laughs) where they're at now, you know? 26 million lawyers. So, um, yeah, same lawyer, so it's funny. Uh, Well, same, like, you know, same firm, but I remember, um, you know, after a show talking to someone who works with, um, you know, kind of bounces between both teams, Goose and Megan the Stallions, um, you know, and they're, like, talking about, whatever, some goose contracts that have to get signed. And then um, also like, also yesterday I negotiated Megan Stallion's like deal with Popeye's. So I'm like, all right, we got to get, we got to get goose on the Popeye's. We got to get, what are they doing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We need, I need spicy chicken sandwiches. Yeah. Just in time for Thanksgiving. Yeah. (laughs) I need a whole (laughs) spicy turkey. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Fried goose. 
uh, <laughs> coming this holiday season. Um, so Beale Street, and here we go. Like Beale Street, we want to talk about a, like a, a, a big festival, like to, huge festival. A lot of people were there. But this was like a play the hits type of a day. So mm-hmm. open with drive. Also, mm-hmm. like no live stream. We don't know what happened. The guys could have not <laughs> been there. We're just going to fucking make shit up. Like that drive yep. was probably sick, you know? I'm sure it was. Uh, I'm sure it was long and sick. Most was of anybody are. at Beale Street in the uh, drive? Drive was actually only, it was only seven minutes. Short well, drive. So you know, Sunday you drive. Know, you don't Sunday drive. Man, this is a this is a misinformation podcast. <laughs> and then <laughs> we get we, then we get lead the way. Uh, if anybody was in the chat was favorite. was there. If anyone was in the in the chat was at Beale Street because we literally know nothing. Um, if yeah. anybody was there, I'll send you an invite to join us right now. Don't lie though. Spicy chicken sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Section one nineteen. Um, so um, followed by follow, like following drive was was lead the way, which we can only assume was fantastic. Um, a <laughs> sweet emotional tribute to Rick's dog Sadie. Yeah, which um, actually I want to tell a story. Some guy I met at Sweetwater, we were sitting waiting for the goose set. He told me his cat died that morning. I was like, oh, maybe you'll get a lead the way, like a little pet, a pet song. But, you know. Your cat died. Sorry, we're not on the fish episode anymore. Sorry. Your cat died. So um, that's so mean. <laughs> Depends on what the cat's name was, though. Yeah. My cat, poster, not bang. So, um, following lead, we get a green, a green river, right? Like, which love again, sure was goose CCR. One of my favorite fucking covers that they've ever done, ever. And I love could that. see, I could have seen them doing a cover like this at Sweetwater. Is what I'm trying to say. You know? Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Although it felt, yeah. in, it felt in place in Memphis too. It's like. You know, CCR being from Jersey had that Southern twang, but it just felt like, you know, it, it just felt. Did we just lose Bruce? Lost him. Lost <laughs> There's the revenge. There it is, baby. All right. So lost Bruce. He was going to make a really good point. Look at that hand, you know. Looks like <laughs> he's getting about ready. to say something important. Getting ready to drop um, it down. I'll just, uh, you know, I'll remove him from the broadcast for a moment. Um, so something I wanted to note, yeah, no covers at Sweetwater, too, which was interesting, right? I'm right about yeah. that, right? Yeah. You're right which, about like, that, I didn't even notice. Avenue. No, at Sweetwater, I'm saying. Oh, right. You're completely right. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're talking about a cover right now, Greg. Gosh. Green River. Okay. But, uh, that, yeah, no, which I didn't even notice at the time or even the next day. Like, I didn't even think about it until I saw this set. I was like, wait, another festival. You know, cover. All right. The yeah. good thing is that nothing I say is that important. <laughs> yeah. My internet just dropped me here in Florida. Was like you said enough. You know, Ron yeah, right. was like, "Now nah, you've said enough." But uh, yeah, no, we back. <laughs> um. Well, unfortunately, right. there's a lot of things in Florida you can't say. Um. <laughs> so watch your mouth. Um. Or else, you know, we're gonna shut your resources off like Disney. Um, but we should no. close this out before I start digging into the SCOTUS decisions. Um, oh, we're so, not getting political tonight yet. No, not today, not today. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Fallen Green River turned clouds, which you know we know is good. It's on. Yeah, we know it was good. great. Oh. It was fantastic. Followed by two thousand and one. 
<laughs> with, his, with, the, uh, with selections from Born. <laughs> and that's uh, the only, re- only repeat of the weekend, right? Born? And the, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. As well as the Which, cover of 2001. And yes, then uh, that's true. All I Need, Greg's favorite. Um, yep. Yeah. Goose song ever. It's <laughs> all he needs. All need. <laughs> yes. Uh, but even I would have been like pro all I need at Sweetwater because like it's just, you know, one of those wheelhouse ones. Um, we didn't have a chance to listen, but does anyone know if it was a fast need, slow need, normal need, all I need, who all needs? It literally was anybody at Beale Street. And we know there was a ton of people there, but. Does Goose there, have I, any fans in Memphis? It's crazy because the literally the entire population of the world from the last hundred years, people were even bringing like coffins to the show at Sweetwater. But um, at Beale Street, it seemed like nobody was there. I guess <laughs> because we don't. No, have no, I mean, there were. People, they, I looked at the, the pictures. There were at least fifteen thousand. Yeah. Oh. oh, I see. I didn't even bother to look at the pictures. I just figured everybody was, everyone in the world was tired from being at the set the day before. Oh, so. uh, no. It was the Bill deal for sure. It was uh, a slow all I need. It was okay. a slow need. It was a it slow was. need. Okay. All right. Yes. They don't play um, the fast one unless it's Halloween, dude. Dude, uh, rare. Never, you gotta get those comes, bookends. Man. Never comes. Man. Um, and then Electric Avenue, which I think they went like right into, they segued into Electric Avenue, which is always nice to get that little bop, 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 and then like all of a sudden. Yeah. That was the other, other part. That was, yeah. I, yeah. I was yeah. kind of surprised. I was surprised to see Electric Avenue on the cell list, to be honest. I figured something like I, some of these things that we've heard so many times in the past, Electric Avenue, Disco Inferno. You know, Ghostbusters Jam, some of these songs are, they're not making those appearances anymore, you know? And Which is okay. No, it's it not. Is. Uh, it is. No. You know, um, for some of the I, newer I, fans who like listen to those 2018, 2019 sets like nonstop, we want to hear them. We want to, like, I want so many goofy 80s covers, man. Dude, nobody, every every little thing she does is magic. I've been dying, dude. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about that the other day, though. But I can't wait for them to pull that out again. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it, a lot of these things aren't. They're just not. They're not stylistically where they're going, you know. And, nah. and so some of these campy covers are just not not making the light of day anymore. But they have other good ones to replace them. I don't see. But here's the thing, though. There are some. There's some. There's some stuff that makes goose goose. You know, oh no doubt, and like, no fucking doubt. and and I think, like I've said this for years, like one of the most crucial parts about like the playing in the sand weekend was like getting those silver ponytails bobbing to CCR, getting it, you know, getting it going with like, um, I mean, even like you know, I've been in random corners of Ohio where you know they're break into Kenny Loggins and I t- see two like 55 year old guys make eye contact and high five. I'm like, are we about <laughs> to go into the foot, like footloose da- dancing? Is dancing outlawed in this county? Um, <laughs> in a danger zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it's like the house party version of the jam scene. If you know what I mean, I love you. Um, so, but energy, Electric Avenue, so ready. The real ready and Arcadia, like, uh, come on, uh, yeah. No, honestly, it looks on paper like a really solid 
festival set for sure. You know, talking about sometimes those are hard to nail, and and Goose has had a lot of success with them. Goose's Suwani set is really has is still very well received. There's a bunch of highlights from that, um, and that was tough. They were in the rain too for that. Um, this Beale Street set looked great. You know, they've pulled so many people in from festivals over the years that you just kind of begin to expect different things from this band where a lot of people expect most bands to not be playing like a, a, a let's go back and re-listen to a hundred times kind of show from a festival. Um, you know, but sometimes they hit and I think Goose has hit a lot. So then, you know, people feel a little let down when it's not the most you know, the perfect thing that they envisioned. But I do think that that Beale Street set looked a lot more along the lines of what I would expect from them at most right. festivals. At, yeah, and a big boy. Um, Scott yeah. Stevenson, there's nothing wrong with 50-year-old guys in Ohio high-fiving. I've high-fived a lot of 50-year-old guys in, in Ohio. But I'm just saying they tend to <laughs> high-five more to Kenny Loggins as opposed <laughs> to Silver Rising. Yeah. Um, that's all. That's all. Yeah. Um, you want to close it out there? Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, we should have closed it out. Who knows how long ago? Twenty, you know, twenty plus yeah. minutes ago. But yeah, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> yes. 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 So, um, this is uh, we obviously need to put our training wheels back on and figure out how to recap shows in an efficient way. Uh, well, we, we got to go to the shows. That's oh yeah, giveaway. Key. We got to do a giveaway. Giveaway. Oh, that's what everybody was waiting for. It. That's right. Um, oh, yeah, so, yeah, that's the only reason they're here. Like, why are these people still listening? <laughs> yes. Well, so uh, Bruce Daniel Ralph, you win, you, know? you win something already for reminding us. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, what definitely. that will be and when it will arrive. A picture be. with the Bruce Robinson. No, no, he doesn't need Sunglass that. Shades on. That's not a giveaway. Arcadia hat trash to throw away for you, and you could have just put it in the garbage yourself. Oh, but no, we have a giveaway. So I wasn't able to take pictures like normal. Um, I've been jet setting. I'm an influencer, but um, Varvel Arts, who's been a huge supporter of the podcast and has hooked us up with some very cool stuff that we've given away already. Um, this very cool black velvet print, steely print, um, uh, image of Trevor engraved in wood as a Yeti. It's pretty fantastic. They've also given us um, a couple sets of Redbird earrings. Um, a lady Redbird and a male Redbird. And I know I saw Varvel Arts on here before. They had uh, the image up on their profile pic. I'm not sure if they're still in it, uh, but I'm sure you can find that online. Um, so we have earrings to give away in honor of them playing Redbird this weekend. That was going to be a big point of it. And then, um, and they've given me a lot of cool art stickers as well. And I'm sure we'll find something else to throw in there also. Oh, we had a drawstring bag. We have another drawstring bag. We gave away one last week. So take a look at that from Circus of Light. Scott Stevens is on here. Another huge supporter of us, of the band. Amy uh, runs his company, Circus of Light, where she actually takes pictures of lights that, that Getty has done and prints those out on clothing and on these awesome drawstring bags and a, and a variety of different accessories. So check that stuff out. You can find her online. Um, a lot of cool stuff. So we'll give away that bag as well with those earrings and stickers and maybe something else um, that we'll throw in there. So um, maybe a Knicks hat since they suck and they're not in the playoffs anymore. But I don't need it anymore. <laughs> maybe that. So that's what we're going to give away. And now here's Greg with, I'm sure, a very interesting trivia question. <laughs> oh, it sure is. So back in summer 2016, Goose played a one-off festival, never happened again, um, due to several reasons after attending. Um, they played this show in the summer 2016. 
I want you to tell me the old song that they closed set one with and the name of the festival. Yeah, it I, I, th- I thought it was going to be the name of the festival was going to be the question. That would have been too easy. Name of the oh, festival yeah. and the last song of set one. You can win everything Bruce just mentioned. Yeah, drawstring bag. So those uh, circus of light. I believe it's like an image of Getty's lights, like you said. But like each item is like named after the song. I think the picture was taken of. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, here's a Wisteria Lane sweatshirt or something. Like this is like it's from the lights during that song at a specific show that I'm sure they'll let you know what show it was as well. I I believe she she usually includes some mention of it. Um, and and also that you know these are. Um, images that she's taking in and playing with the patterns, you know, and creating a pattern for yeah. the clothing or for these accessory items. The drawstring bags are awesome. Those ones that you can really like, you know, fold up tight and, um, you know, compa- very compact, but they can also fit quite a bit. These bags are really cool. I don't normally particularly use these drawstring bags at shows or festivals, but they're super convenient. You see people with them tons all the time. And hers are some of the coolest ones I've seen. Plus they're pretty big. So you can fit yeah. a lot. So, you know, you'll have that, you'll have the earrings, you give them to a loved one or significant other who wears them, whatever you wear them yourself. They're pretty cool. Um, and then the, the uh, stickers are also very cool. Varville arts does a lot of cool psychedelic artwork. Um, so you'll definitely, you'll definitely get some uh, flashy stuff in this prize pack. I don't know the answer to this. So I know the there festival, are people but I don't barking up the right tree. What I mean is the name of the festival and the last song of set one. The answers are, are near you. Greg's questions do have gotten harder, Daisy, because some of the early ones were very <laughs> either easy or there's esoteric. not a correct <laughs> answer quite yet. Yeah, I think there's one feel, answer, Peter. There, Neil Landry, winner. Oh, no. see Neil. See Neil got the song first, then he saw the festival from Peter and just so um, smart. Kalinsky guessed a rolling pin. It looks like or a, <laughs> a lollipop. Is that a popsicle? <laughs> I think no. It's uh, it's like fruit on the end of a uh, uh, you know, toothpick that you put in like a nice summer cocktail. It's a, it's a kebab. It's yeah. a kebab. Um, but a fruit. So, okay. okay. Neil Landry is our winner. Peter Chase, you were so close. You got you um, you got the festival right. I feel like you gave Neil a, a hint. So I will send you a second second place prize. Um, but a little uh, story to close us out here. Rebirth Arts Festival, this one-off festival in Eastern Connecticut, um, on this farm. I don't know how it came together, um, but Goose played. It was it was free. And there was an open bar, all liquor. And there was an epic rainstorm. I remember like extension cords and puddles. Um, (laughs) I tiptoed around them towards the open bar. Um, But it was like an epic, epic evening. Um, I don't don't know how it all worked. I understand why it probably didn't happen again. Although I- Yeah, I was gonna say. For it to happen again. Um, I mean, I don't even know if the bar was actually open, uh, but it certainly was for me. So um, glad that we have the internet to remind me of what the songs were that were played. Thank you guys all for joining us tonight and participating. Um, check out Alton Proof. Next- to remind me. 
And you want to give up, up 80s yeah. covers. Come on now. Um, so, <laughs> so we have a new studio episode dropping next Wednesday. And a new studio episode dropping the Wednesday after that. We'll be back with Goose Day Tuesday live. Nighttime edition, maybe daytime. Who maybe knows? Daytime. Um, once the guys are back on the road. But thank you all for joining us for another one. It's been a whole lot of fun. Another one. Another one. You want to um, roll us out, Joey? No, let, let's let Joey do it. You know, now that he's in the mix. I don't know. I don't know what to do. What are you talking about, dude? You say the same <laughs> shit. Yeah, come on, dude. Yeah, no, that's no, that's not a real outro. This is live, man. The outro. Oh, same thing. I don't have any. I don't have any music. All right. Are you going to do it? Thank you. No, 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 no. I can do it. Okay. All right. All right. Let's go. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. At the great beyond we appreciate it we'll see you all out on the road um next show's coming up uh westville we'll talk about it a little, a little bit as it gets closer but uh we had a surprise last year just wait for our surprise this year that's oh, right oh. we're gonna plan not that you'll ever see it but it'll be there um, might that's but yeah maybe, maybe yeah might like episode two baby all right later guys <laughs> We don't talk the Great Beyond was uh, recorded by Greg Knight from his apartment <laughs> in Brooklyn, New York. It's a production of Science <laughs> Media with Brian Brinkman and Matt Dwyer. Um, big shout out to our manager, Kathleen Knight. Um, enjoy Mexico here. Um, <laughs> be sure to catch a ride with us. Wait, happily. and our guests, Elephant Proof. And our guests, Elephant Proof. Thank, thank them. Take it oh, away. there you go. Now Joey yeah, wants see, to do the outro. There's there's an outro. Well, all right, fine. Be sure to catch right with us next time. Next next time. (laughs) Great beyond. Osiris.